What's that old joke? Uh, Ikea, Swedish for one bolt missing? Or uh, Ikea, Swedish for you put it together? I don't know what it is about Ikea, but you get in there, and I'm not telling you anything I'm sure you don't know, but it's uh, like a rat trying to find the cheese, right? You get into one of those Ikea buildings, and you're desperately just, uh, it's like a panic room, like an escape room. You're trying to find the, the way out. I disagree. I love Ikea. I go there for fun. Just for fun? Yeah, I, I do, and then I'll eat there because it's so cheap. Yeah, well, the Swedish meatballs, right, are oh. tasty and cheap. Yes. Yes. Uh, but, see, I, I find no fun in that. Uh, it's just like, you know, I get in, uh, and maybe it's just a difference in shopping technique, but uh, I want to go in, I want to find something, I want to get out. I don't want to go in just to buy, like, a set of utensils, and I got to walk through, you know, the bedding department, I got to walk through uh, the couches. See, no, I see that as an excuse to go and enjoy the rest of the scenery. <laughs> <laughs> well, IKEA actually—they've uh, got a brand new. Uh, I don't want to call it a sales objective because this isn't sales; it's about uh, renting. But they're expanding tests that will actually allow customers now, instead, once you go through the the rat maze there, instead of buying a couch, you can actually just rent it. And does that make sense? Let's ask personal finance expert Rabina Ahmed Hawk. She is on the line and joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Rabina, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I love IKEA as well. I just want to add that in. Yeah, no, I like I like the IKEA. I just don't like the idea of uh, you know. I don't know. I feel like it's a test, a personal test every time I'm in there trying to find the exit. But uh, what do you think about what they're testing out here? The idea of not uh, selling customers furniture but renting it to them. I think it all comes down to how much is it actually going to cost. Uh, you know, if it's going to cost you half the price of what it would cost you to buy that same item, it may not make it might not make sense for most people. But if it's a fraction of the cost, and if it if it if it uh, satisfies your need to have a couch for six months for a place that you're only going to be in for that amount of time, it might be a brilliant idea. I mean, IKEA is one of those places where we love to make fun of them. We love to uh, poke you know uh, poke fun at the fact that their furniture is maybe disposable. But we all have some kind of IKEA furniture in our home. It is the biggest furniture company in the world. And I would argue that they have made some strides when it comes to the quality of their furniture, lasts much longer, not as difficult to put together. Uh, but renting furniture, I mean, there has been a trend lately to rent many things, not just furniture, clothing, uh, cars, other things that you normally would think of buying. Uh, people are now getting, there's now businesses being created that you can rent them for a short amount of time rather than forking up the money for p- paying for it uh, in full. Yeah, you mentioned cars. That's what occurred to me when I read this story about Ikea now renting furniture. It's almost like the difference between buying a car and leasing a car, right? I guess you could make that comparison. I mean, there's other, you know, short-term rentals that you can get. I mean, obviously the classic ones, the companies that have been doing it forever, but now there's online uh, places where you can rent your own car out. So, there are, you know, people are waking up to this idea that we don't use all our stuff all the time. And that includes some of our furniture. So maybe you might need a toddler bed for a year. And so why go and buy it when you could just rent it from Ikea if that service was available and then return it back to them? Uh, same goes for maybe, you know, other furniture in your room. You may need an extra bed because somebody's coming to visit. You may need an extra couch because you're having a, a party or a Christmas, a, a Christmas gathering and you need more places for people to sit. So it might satisfy that need in young people, especially, you know, millennials is where they are targeting this, uh, this, this initiative. Uh, they don't want to have extra stuff in their house just because. They want to just have it 
for when it's going to be used and then return it back to wherever they got it from. Yeah, and they're more environmentally conscious as well. We know uh, the millennial uh, group or demographic, and that's what IKEA is saying, that uh, this move will also impact the environment. Because I guess if you're renting an item and you only need it to short term, uh, you know, they're still making money on the rental, but I guess they don't have to, I mean, make and produce uh, as many of them then? Well, yeah, I mean, and I think that this also, they could also provide a service for people who are selling their home that maybe want to rent furniture so they can stage their home so it looks all neutral. And, you know, uh, most people that come through would find it uh, find it pleasing to the eye to see furniture from, you know, sort of plain furniture from Ikea rather than your old couches from whenever. Uh, there might be a ma- massive market for Ikea to rent out their furniture. And, and definitely young people concerned about the environment uh, might say, why would I buy this couch and then put it in the landfill or then go around trying to sell it to somebody else uh, for a fraction of the cost of what I purchased it at? Uh, IKEA, I know even if you get their latest catalog, they've been trying their best to be more environmentally conscious, planting more trees, saying they're going to be environmentally neutral um, in, in a few years where they'll be t- putting in as many trees into the ground as they are taking out. Uh, that, I think, really does appeal to young millennials who are very hyper-conscious of how we're treating our environment and the kind of future we're leaving uh, for not just them, but their children as well. Yeah, it's a good point. It's not only the materials involved, it's also the packing, of course. We know with IKEA so much of that flat pack of furniture. But uh, just bottom line, if you're a consumer then, if it's something you just need short term, you would recommend uh, renting or leasing this furniture. If it's something you're going to hang on to, I don't know, like uh, a couch or something for five, seven, ten years, who knows, uh, then you would look at purchasing. Is that right? I think it all comes down to how much does it cost you on average. So if that couch costs you, you know, if you're going to buy a couch for $300 and you're going to use it for three years, so it's costing you $100 a year, but then they're saying to you to rent it is going to be $40 a month, and you might not think it's worth it if you wanted to rent it for a full year. You might just buy it. But I would recommend that if you are using something short term, that in the end, don't put it in the landfill. Try to sell it on one of the online sites. Try to sell it on one of the Facebook sites in your area. That would be much more uh, easier on your wallet because you get some money back, but also better for the environment, which a lot of people are concerned about. All right. Also in the news this afternoon, we want to get your take on Rabina. A first for Canada, RBC clients can now use their rewards points to actually pay their bills. Uh, Things like uh, cell phone, internet, uh, utility bills. This is a first for any rewards program in Canada. What do you think of this idea? They're doing this in reaction to Apple Card, uh, which was announced last week, which has similar types of rewards attached to it, where they have a cashback function where you can use the money for anything, which perhaps might be also paying some of your bills off. I, as you know, Jeff, am not a huge fan of loyalty and rewards. Usually the loyalty is more that you are loyal to the company, but the company is not necessarily loyal to you. And this seems like another way that companies can collect information on you. So they're already collecting a lot of data on your shopping behavior, when you shop, how much you buy. Now they're also collecting uh, information on when you pay your bills. Do you pay them in full? Do you make the minimum payment? Are you someone who misses the payments? I mean, they can obviously get some of that data anyways from the the Visa and the MasterCards, but now banks are going to have that access to that information through the rewards and loyalty programs. 
And so you have to think to yourself, what are they getting out of this? What are they getting out of allowing me to use my reward points to pay my bill off? Um, and what they're getting out of it is your information. So just be wary of when you use rewards to pay for anything and when you shop with rewards in mind, because we tend to shop more when we know that there is um, a reward at the end in the form of points or, or loyalty miles or, or whatever it might be. See, that's what I thought you were going to bring up. And that's the first thing that occurred to me when I saw this was that if I'm going to use reward points to pay off my utility bills, is this not kind of a self-perpetuating cycle that I get myself into? It's like, a, I'm going to spend more because I'm going to rationalize it in my head that, uh, oh yeah, that's just points so uh, I can keep the lights on at home. Yeah, I mean, and you have to also remember that if you're paying a utility bill off, that's, you know, if you're paying a $50 utility bill off and you're using your rewards points, how much did you have to spend to get those points to get that $50 that you then pay towards your utility bill? So it's a, it's a huge spend at the, at the top that you have to do in order to get enough rewards points to pay for anything. I mean, I know many, many rewards points give you 1% back of what you spend. So you spend $2,000, you get $20. So bear that in mind when you are, you know, uh, using points to pay for stuff. And if they're saying, oh, use us to pay your utility bills and we'll give you extra points, how much are those extra points actually worth? Um, and would it be better for you to just use cold, hard cash and, uh, and, and, and just get that bill paid with and not have, um, you know, be in this cycle of using rewards and, and expecting reward in return for it uh, because you're using them to pay your utility bills? All right. Good stuff. Good advice as always. Rabina, thank you so much. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Jeff. Talk to you soon. You bet. There goes personal finance expert Rabina Ahmed-Hawk. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.